you're listening to the CZ of Movies. My name is Colin. I'm the C. Uh, with me, um, having forgotten how to use all the podcasting software, Wait, it seems, is Zijan the Sir. Hello, Zijan. What is this blasphemy, Colin? <laughs> happy New Year to you too, by the way. Ha- <laughs> happy Happy New Non-Chinese Year to you, uh, Zijan. Yes, it is. Um, I did... I did is is this is it it must be celebrated in China as well? Did you get two New Years? You get two New Years, yes. We get the wrong New Year and the right New Year. Okay, we uh, we won't dig into which one is which. Um, but welcome back for having missed our Star Wars podcast. Of course, when uh, uh, James Lee came in, uh, did you have a good time off of the podcasting? Uh yes, I did. I did a bit of traveling in the UK. Went back to Bristol. Uh, nice. Oh, you did. Didn't, didn't come and say hi. Hey, you're always busy with your improv group and all that. <laughs> wow. Uh, and uh, I was... In- uh, for those those who don't know, um, although we do podcasts together, we, we do it from uh, different cities. We do, indeed. don't see each other very often. So. No, it's been a while. When was the last time? Is it November before last? Is it? Pretty long. Anyway, long time. Uh, today, we are doing one of my... Probably my favourite episode of the year. I always enjoy this one. It's a uh, it's a 2019 review and a 2020 preview, mm-hmm. um, which usually we've we've recorded in the last week of December and put out in the first week of January. But this time we are recording it in the first week of January. So some of 2020 has already happened. Um, so it'll be a a 2019 review with a maybe a week's worth of, or indeed four days worth of 2020 review. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, uh, fortunately, it's a leap year, so we've got that one extra day of preview to do. Uh, we start, though, with the news. And hopefully, Zijan, you've got loads of news, because I have one thing. It's pretty dry, isn't it? <laughs> Nothing's... Yeah, yeah, every Christmas um, this happens. This but, always uh, happens. Not... But uh, the only bit of news... Well, the main bit of news that's going to you know affect the film uh, films is basically the Golden Globe Awards uh, would have happened when this podcast comes out, but will not <laughs> has not happened yet. <laughs> That's um, the wonder of time, that is. <laughs> the wonder of time. <laughs> While we're recording it. Um, just uh, Golden Globes Awards. Uh, yeah, we always talk about there are always two categories for film. Drama and the more tenuous music or comedy category. Mm. Um, but it always is forms a kind of precursor for the Oscars. And, and sets, you know, sets into motion award season, really. I'm just going to mention some names for... Uh, Best Picture, uh, up for Best Picture in Drama, we have Two Popes, Irishman, Marriage Story, Joker, and 1917. Of note is that three of them are in Netflix. They are, aren't they? Which is uh, a good year for Netflix, given uh, they won Best Director for Roma last year in the Oscars. So, mm. And in fact, all fairly recently on Netflix, I guess they're uh, all in the last month or well, just over a month. Definitely, very recent. So this may be the future of film. Hmm. And uh, musical comedy. Musical comedy, which is the tenuous one, because some of them yeah. can be debatable. <laughs> we have uh, Dolomite Is My Name, which I've not seen, and the first time I've heard of it is through the Golden Globe Awards. Uh, right. We have Jojo Rabbit, um, which only just came out in the UK as well. Knives Out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Rocketman. So what's weird about these nominations for both of them? I'm so used to the Oscars nominations. I know obviously this isn't the Oscars, but I'm so used to them um, all being films that haven't come out here yet because we, we tend to get the Oscary films in January or February. But be- because it's Netflix, and and for other reasons, I guess, all of those films, apart from 1917, have come out here now, yeah. haven't they? Um, J.J. Rabbit, you say, came out on the 1st of January. 1917 is coming out on the 10th, I think. Uh, which means I have seen of those ten, I've seen four, five, six. I've seen seven of them. 
Wow. Which is uh, very unusual. That is very unusual. I've only seen four. But that's also quite unusual. I mean, I was mm. yeah looking... Yeah, you, what you say is correct. Because looking at the Oscar um, nominees last year, I think I've only seen one out of the all of them. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is new. Because uh, this is the, the bit every year I try and plug my blog, and you you <laughs> cut me off. But um, I do. A, I don't a, cut you off. <laughs> You're cutting me off right there. Uh, I did something called the Coddies on my blog. Uh, Colin J. Thomas at Credit UK. It's, a, it's an annual uh, film awards thing and uh, quite a lot of crossover. So the Marriage Story, Two Popes, Joker, um, Knives Out, Rocket Man all got uh, plenty of nominations and wins in mine as well. So uh, they'll be delighted. I'll tell you what, I, I was tweeting out the nominations for my, my, my film award things right. and uh, I nominated Richard E. Grant for um, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Because that came out. Uh, in 2019 in the UK, and he liked my tweet, Zijan. Oh, wow, arrived. his PRT must be working hours, <laughs> late hours. <laughs> yeah, he didn't win. Sorry, uh, Richard. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, check that out, Colin J. Thomas. Uh, but yes, the the, uh, the Golden Globe, not a lot of surprises there, really, is it? I, I don't think so. Um, I, I So I've not seen A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood yet with Tom Hanks in it, but I was surprised that he's Best Supporting Actor in it. Oh yeah, no, I've, I won't, it's not come out here yet. Um, it's coming out on at the end of January. But yes, uh, I think uh, what's his name, the Welsh guy. Can't remember his name. Uh, is the uh, is the lead actor in that? Ah, okay. Because uh, all the promotion was all about Tom Hanks, and even he appeared on the Graham Norton show. Yeah. Yes, so, Matthew Reese. Uh, yeah, it's, I think because presumably because um, for a film to work, you need some sort of you know, stakes and drama and stuff. And uh, and Mr. Rogers' life was one of uh, blissful happiness. So they have, so Matthew Reese is the lead as, as a journalist who's interviewing him. Ah. Uh, but yeah, and also, it does smack a little bit of um, more likely to get a win <laughs> if he's in support. Uh, similarly with Anthony Hopkins, I don't know if you've seen The Two Popes, which is very, very good. Um, but basically, it's it's two lead actors, really, but they've put Anthony Hopkins down as, as a supporting uh, for this. Um, about um, omissions, Robert De Niro has been omitted. From Best hmm. Actor Race. Um, That's true. Although That's his true. both supporting cast, uh, Joe Pesci and Al Pacino, have been nominated for Best Supporting Actor. They have. And, and similarly in the Coddies, actually, Zisha. <laughs> um, they both both got uh, supporting nods and he didn't get a nomination. So, um, I mean, good company, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Bale rather than Matt Damon for Ford versus Ferrari. Which is, uh, I've not seen uh, that yet. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Christian Bale definitely the better in it. I, I you could make an argument that he's supporting rather than lead, I suppose, but I think that's it's probably not crazy. Uh, I must admit, I've not looked at these until right now, so this is. Um, <laughs> you have it open after I mention it. <laughs> remember, uh, Dolomite is my name. Actually, I um, actually that is a surprise that Eddie Murphy. Oh, there he is. Sorry, I forgot this. Written two categories. I think Eddie Murphy may well win for that. He's uh, he's superb in that film. Um, it's. Uh, it's not my normal kind of film. It's mm-hmm. a, a lot. Uh, it, it, so there's basically a guy who who um, made kind of black exploitation uh, films, and and that's kind of a huge cult following, I suppose. Uh, but he took on the name Dolomite, and this is all about him kind of becoming a, a stand-up comedian, and then ah. making records, and then making uh, films. Uh, and Eddie Murphy's fantastic in it. So. Okay, okay. Um, is it out in the UK already? Oh, well, it's Netflix again, actually. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so uh, so you can get find that on your Netflix. Uh, I've never heard of Where'd You Go, Bernadette, which Kate Blanchett's got a nomination for. No, definitely yeah. not. But Kate Blanchett always acts in this kind of films, and then, oh, look, she's nominated again. Uh, yeah, and as an example of just how bad uh, The Laundromat was, uh, which I did see, again, it's on Netflix, uh, no nomination for Meryl Streep. <laughs> it must be. 
Must be even worse than I remember. <laughs> um, well, okay. So yeah, obviously as you, um, the the Oscars they don't do the the two different categories of of genre, so they're going to have to cut some of those. But you can yeah, get a really good idea of what's going to happen from that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we will be talking about some of these films anyway in our main uh, feature. I suspect that we will, although yeah, again, not as many as you might normally, because um, a lot of them have already happened. Yeah. Uh, but you can go to, back to our Irishman uh, podcast if you want to do that. <laughs> it's shorter than the Irishman. That's the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, the only piece of news I have, and it's barely news, is that uh, Ryan Reynolds has confirmed that Deadpool 3 is in the works. Uh, so I think there was some question of what Disney going to do with Deadpool. Okay. Uh, are they going to kind of make him non-R-rated, uh, as he is in America, or, or 15 as he is over here? Um, I suspect the they'll keep it the same. Well, that, that's what they just ended up doing, it seems like. Yeah. So, um, which I think it was always likely, as you, as you say. I think some people thought, oh, it's Disney, therefore everything they do must be... 12A. I think, well, that's nah. not how they work. It's nah. not they're all about the money. Uh, they do like the money. Um, it'd be interesting to see what they do with him in terms of MCU, though. Whether they keep him separate or whether you have him busting in. Um, which we don't know. But There was talk of, wasn't there, of, of X-Force, and I don't know whether that's what they'll be doing with Deadpool 3. Potentially. Well, the, the there was a brief X-Force in Deadpool 2, right? Very yeah. brief. Um, but yeah, I would like to see Domino again. So I hope she can return. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, Zazie Beats, of course, co-star of Joker. It's been a very good uh, couple of years for. Yeah, for her, her powers make for very good visuals on on film as well. Oh, luck! Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very funny. Uh, but I, again, I'm assuming they'll keep mostly the same creative people behind Deadpool rather than uh, Kevin Feige or something taking over. So, mm. uh, anything else? Yeah, I, as you say, very few news. Uh, Shazam Two is officially in the works with a release date of 2022. Excellent. Which we may have mentioned before, but yeah, the kids will be much older then, so we'll see what's going to happen. I think we did, because I was wondering whether they'd be de-aging them. Um, they probably not. will. And uh, it's mere weeks away from Black Adam, isn't it? I think so, yeah. I think I think Black Adam's got a, a release date in 2022 as well. Oh, huh. Which and, interesting. And then there's a Power Rangers movie reboot again. No. Yes. The last <laughs> film was, uh, was in 2017, just two, three years ago. Three years ago, I I watched the first half of it. Then, uh, well, I, I didn't bother watching the second half. So I guess uh, draw your own conclusions from that. But Elizabeth Banks is in it. It's not necessarily a hallmark of quality. Um, <laughs> she was great in Scrubs back in the day. Did you watch uh, Charlie's Angels? No, I didn't. No, I didn't either. It was quite yeah. bad. It looked pretty bad. Oh. I think it was just fairly mediocre. But she was directing that one, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. Oh yeah, so if you are a Power Rangers fan, there's something to look forward to. Yeah, and if and if you're not, just ignore it like you ignored the last one. Yep, that's me. Great, okay, um, hopefully more things will happen in Hollywood uh, over the next couple of weeks, uh, but we'll move to our segment to See or Not to Z, where we tell you, the listener, about a film that we've seen and whether you should see it or not Zed it. Um CJ, have you been watching any films once you've been uh, yeah. once you've been traveling the UK? I know I've seen quite a few films actually. It's been uh, yeah four weeks of uh, film watching. Nothing but watching films. Mm. Nice. Well, I I have to make a piece for Star Wars: Rise of Star, uh, Skywalker, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Did you listen to our podcast, season? No. Oh, can't even get my co-host to listen. To. Uh, no, but 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 um, I saw your reply to Darren's comment on your Facebook, so I know why you <laughs> why your general consensus was. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I say. I say, I, I say to my friends, listen to my podcast or read my Facebook comments just to get the gist. 
goodness me. Um, so. Poor James. Poor James. <laughs> anyway, did you like it? <laughs> no, hope, I was the only person who's listened to this who didn't listen to Star Wars. For, uh, no, I was disappointed by it. Yeah, I, I, um, I, 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 yeah, don't think it. Don't think it. It um, did a good job in in running off the trilogy. I thought it. Uh, the the main overarching plot was was badly conceived. There was some great action. There was some great acting. Uh, it looked great, uh, but overall, no, not a big fan. Well, I'm not a Star Wars fan by any means, and I'm. Well, I was only watching this for more for completion's sake rather than okay. anything else. Given that this is touted to be the last of the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I didn't think it was that good, and I kind of preferred the previous film as well. Um, mm. more because like this film, it felt really rushed. They they jumped from scenes to scenes so quickly, and there wasn't any emotional weight lent to any of them. For example, Chewie was captured, Chewie is killed, Chewie survived in five uh, spoilers, minutes. Spoilers, spoilers for Star Wars. <laughs> Uh, yes. Yeah, they didn't really commit to anything much, did they? Uh, yeah, um, they didn't commit to anything. So what's the point? What, what's the point of trying to make us feel, you know, sad or emotional for any of them when, you know, things just, you don't, if you don't lend any weight to any of them. And I didn't understand the change of heart in Kylo Ren. Can you explain that to me? Um, no, basically. Uh, so I, I, I was with, with you. I thought it was very quick. James had a, I think James, uh, a, probably like the film a bit more than I did, but and also that moment he kind of saying, oh, it was built up from various different uh, things, which I won't spoil for our listeners who haven't seen it, but uh, um, he, he bought it a bit more than I did. I was yeah. kind of like, he, he just turned on a sixpence. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what score out of 10 would you give? Because Darren told me off for my low score. It is quite low. I think as a film, I just didn't like how it just, the, the editing could do better it just keeps jumping all over the place a four i'll give it a four four wow okay i'll give it a six and he was cross with me so oh really wow out, outraged with you he would be uh so would you say our listeners should uh should see it or not zed it they should watch it i mean <laughs> only because it's the last film you gotta watch it haven't you yeah that's that's how they get us that's how they get all our money um i uh i watched the gentleman uh which is a 2020 release oh i thought you were gonna talk about marriage story colin I did that in the last episode, Zijan. Oh, dang it. <laughs> no, I to need listen. to listen to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Marriage Story, really good. Uh, gentlemen, also uh, a lot of fun. So it's Guy Ritchie. Um, it's kind of returning to his roots. So in, in fairness, I've never actually seen uh, Snatch or most of Lockstock. Um, but I, I know I get the gist. Uh, and this is kind of you know, mockney gangsters and fast-paced camera movements and uh, heightened dialogue and stuff. Um, but it's done very well. It's a lot of fun. It's Matthew McConaughey is a kind of a London gangster, uh, and he's basically he uh, has lots of places where he he grows and sells uh, marijuana. Uh, Hugh Grant plays a tabloid journalist who's basically is on to him and he wants to wants to, is basically blackmailing Charlie Hunnam's character. Uh, Colin Farrell also turns up as a as a boxing coach. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. Hugh Grant is fantastic. Uh, I think we might see him in the at least in the BAFTA nominations next year. I'm not sure what else, but next uh, year. Well, because it came out uh, at the start of January, both here and in America. Ah, in fact, it's not even so, it's not so out so in America yet. So it'll be a 2020 release. Yeah. Uh, so well, if anyone still remembers it next year, but he plays this kind of sleazy tabloid guy, and I just I love Hugh Grant's career at the moment. I think after a long time of playing 
the same guy the same guy and think with diminishing returns because like Notting Hill is is great for example but then he did a lot of forgettable stuff which he didn't enjoy either I think and now you have Florence Cluster Jenkins Paddington 2 a very British scandal now this he's doing doing the best work of his career I'd say Mm. so uh, this is um, it's an 18 uh, solely for the the swearing Uh, it's also fairly violent uh, so it's not for everyone and it's not the kind of stuff that I would necessarily because I wouldn't rush out to see a guy Richie, but it's a lot of fun. So, so check it out. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it purely because my fellow Malaysian is in it as well. Is that Henry Golding? Yes. Is he Malaysian? I didn't know that. He's half Malaysian. Half Malaysian. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it because he was in it and he's half British. That was... that. Was, that uh... See, that, that is yeah. why you have mixed race uh, actors on, on, on film. That's it. To appeal to both of us. Um <laughs> Speaking of, of uh, Malaysians, actually it's not Malaysian, but uh, I was watching Wolves versus Manchester United tonight, and Manchester United had a player called Chong, who turns out to be from Curacao, but there you go. Um, you must be very proud, Zijan. You can cut this off from this podcast. <laughs> this, don't tarnish this podcast with this kind of news. Uh, no, this is definitely going to... Actually, it was the, one of the most boring games I've seen in ages. It was nil-nil. Anyway, uh, fine. So we move on. Uh, let's move on to our 2020 preview bit, shall we? Mm-hmm. Uh, where we... Oh, 2020 talk- preview of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we talk about the films that we are uh, coming out this year uh, and uh, the ones we're particularly looking forward to. Uh, as we usually do, we're not going to talk too much about superhero stuff, um, but we will start off with just uh, rattling through the superhero movies and which one we're most looking forward to. So this year we've got... Uh, Birds of Prey, uh, Black Widow, Wonder Woman, 1984, uh, Morbius, uh, and The Eternals. I think that's what that's all we've got this year. Uh, for some reason, I saw the New Mutants. <laughs> I love the New Mutants, of course. That's coming out. Having up. a yes. slot in it on the third of April, and apparently Venom Two. Venom Two this year. Yeah. Huh. I saw that on Wikipedia, but you know, Wikipedia is always wrong. I know it's coming because Andy Circus is doing it, isn't he? But uh... I didn't know it's coming so soon. No, I didn't think it was. So honest. I put Venom 2 with question marks after it. In oh, my no, you're right. It's scheduled for, for 2020. Oh, I missed that. Hmm. Uh, so which of these are you looking forward to the most, would you say? Uh, Black Widow? Probably I the would, most. Yeah. Why is that? Followed by Wonder Woman 1984. Only because I really liked the first Wonder Woman as well. Because I think Scarlett Johansson um, has done a lot for the Black Widow character. I think she'll... She deserves a movie of her own, and I think she'll do very well in it as well. Yeah, um, I must say, I would have said the same until the trailer came out, and it was a bit underwhelming, I thought, the the Black Widow trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing too exciting about it, so... But maybe that's a good thing, though. We, 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 we've had so many trailers which reveals which reveal too many things, like, for example, Ant-Man and the Wasp, which we talked about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I think it just it seemed like... I th- Having done a run of films that were seemed to be pushing the envelope a bit more, it seemed to be going back to the old Marvel formula a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I, like you though, I mean, I'm still looking forward to that one. But Wonder Woman 1984, I thought the trailer looked a lot more interesting, so I might have switched those two round and put Wonder Woman at the top. Uh, the Eternals will be interesting, I think, to uh, to see where they go with that. Definitely, uh, it's a brand new uh, team. And have you seen Kumail Nanjiani? Oh my goodness, he's ripped. Phenomenal! I really want the Marvel fitness <laughs> team yeah. to come help me with my New Year resolution. Absolutely. Uh, what I think would be very amusing is if he's like he's never shirtless in this film, so it's completely pointless. Uh, fine, there you go. And um, obviously, the one we're least looking forward to has to be uh, X Men: New Mutants, right? Has to be. Right. Uh, okay. Let's talk about what else is coming up. Um, 
Should we kick off with some uh, some of the Oscar-y type ones coming out uh, this month? So we've got uh, Jojo Rabbit already come out, in fact, but neither mixed reviews. It. Has it? I've seen pretty good ones, but mm. I'm not seeing many. Yeah. So there's Taika Waititi. Uh, he's playing an imaginary Hitler. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a um, what should we say? Controversial comedy um, about a boy growing up in Nazi Germany. I like too much. Yeah, I'm seeing it tomorrow. Isn't it? Ah, nice. Uh, yeah, the comedy looks like right on my street. So, you know, it's kind of parodying um, kind of comedy. So, I'm keen to see what's uh, what he does with it. I I had a feeling actually um, when this was when the trailer that this was going to be a huge misstep. I think just the the idea of saying it's it's a comedy where I'm playing Hitler just seems like such a hubristic and could all end up horribly wrong. It sounds to me like it hasn't. Um, although I, I, I did see one, I say the reviews I've seen have been good, but there have been one or two comments that it didn't go. It was wasn't anti-Nazi enough, um, <laughs> which uh, I, it's been fairly clearly anti-Nazi. But uh, there you go. Uh, but yes, yeah, good good supporting cast, and uh, forward to that. Uh, what else in this uh, in this month? You got anything else? Uh, nothing else for this month because you you started this with Oscar winning films and then I'm looking at my list of things that I've written down on my. All right. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll rattle through some there if I may. Um, so 1917 is coming out uh, on the 10th. Have you seen the trailers for this? This is a war film directed by Sam Mendes, which is just under two hours, but is filmed as if one continuous shot. Oh really? Uh, I, I've not seen the 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 trailers for this at all. Cause the the title of the film kind of bored me. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Wonder Woman 1984, yep. excited. Yep. 1917, not excited. So we need to find the right year. Clear, um, clearly, it's not the year that's causing the problem, right? All right. So if this is called Wonder Woman not... 1917. Um, yeah, no, fair enough. But this is set in the First World War, obviously. It's, uh, it looks fantastic. I'll check out the trailer because it looks really good. Um, it's basically a guy in the yeah, First World trenches who's been told he has to deliver a message that... Uh, that so his brother, right? Uh, well, th- I'm not sure if it's to his brother. Maybe it is. He's mm. it's, um, saying yes. You're about to go into a, move into a trap, and thousands of people will die if you don't get this message. And it's just a very uh, kinetic, intense um, journey. I thought you didn't like war films, by the way. Uh, I don't like all war films. It's it's um it's not a genre that I'd necessarily rush to, but this yeah. looks like it is good. And there's some like things like Hacksaw Ridge. I thought was very good. The uh, we've got Bombshell, which we're actually doing our next episode on. If you remember that, Caesar. Um, yes, I looked at our list. Nice, uh, which is about where it's going on at Fox News, which looks um, very good. We've got uh, Just Mercy uh, coming out, which stars Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, Brie Larson. It's a, uh, it's a law film. That's right. Um, so it's about race and law oh. and what have you, uh, which has got a great cast. Uh, is it Daniel Justin Cretton? I think it might be, but uh, I've just managed to snuff myself a free ticket to it, actually. So I'm looking oh, nice. to ne- next week. Because uh, I was already looking forward to that. I think Michael B. Jordan's fantastic. Brie Larson's great. Um, so it'd be nice to see them teaming up. It's kind of, the kind of people I kind of assumed had been in a film together already. Um, well, they're still quite young actors, though. They are. They to are. Be they. Fair, so they're fairly fairly prolific, but uh, but yes, still young in the industry. They are young. Actors are getting younger these days, aren't they? <laughs> so I watch the two popes just to feel young again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do like Oscar season, though. That means a lot of good films will be coming out on in the cinema, so I really yes. can't wait. Uh, I'm very excited about Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, which we mentioned before, Tom Hanks. Mm. Uh, and a film that um, I'd only just heard of last couple of days called Richard Jewell, 
who uh, our American listeners, if we have any, might have heard of. I never have. Uh, basically, is a security guard who um, discovered a bomb uh, and then was accused of being the person who planted the bomb. Uh, so it's a real-life story. But it stars uh, Paul Walter Hauser, who you might know as... Um, I think this character called Sean in, in I, Tonya. He was kind of the, the useless bodyguard. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like him now. I thought he was yeah, really he was good. Yeah, he great in that film. He was also really good in... Um, oh... Black Klansman. He was really good in Black Klansman. So this is his first lead role in a big picture. So uh, I, yeah, I heard an interview with him and thought, oh, that sounds very interesting. So it's, it's done pretty badly at the box office, apparently. But you know, directed by Clint Eastwood. Uh, looks like a lot, of, uh, a lot of potential there. Right, I've been talking for ages. Uh, tell, me, tell me about the non-January films you're looking forward to, Dijon. Non-January films I'm looking forward to. Um, there is a David Copperfield uh, film coming out with Dave Patel as the titular character. Hmm. Yeah, so this would be... I've not read David Copperfield, but I do oh, like Dev Patel, so... It's uh, Armando Iannucci, isn't it? Um, he's behind The Thick of It and, and Veep. Ah, I didn't know that. Hmm. Yep. There's an Artemis Fowl movie coming out with uh, Kenneth Branagh uh, directing it. So this one I've read the book about, and uh, I can't wait to see the film adaptation for it um it's been a while it's a very popular book and i'm quite surprised it's been such a long time since um they're thinking about making a film about it but it's kind of relaxed so it's it a it's a kid's book isn't it it's a kid's it? book uh yeah about a kid genius so uh, i read it well much obviously when i was much younger but it was very popular when it was released i've uh it made it into the bbc's top 100 books so i've got a copy ready to go ah nice is it about, like, for some reason I thought it was about an owl. No. <laughs> maybe I just, maybe it's just got the word owl in the title. No, definitely not that. <laughs> or okay. foul. Yeah, that'll be it. Um, of course, Bill and Ted face the music. Yes, very excited about that one. Yeah. <laughs> it, this would be good to see Ken Reeves and the other guy's name. Alex Winter. Yep, him. <laughs> yes, the other guy. Um, amazingly, his schedule was free, so they got it in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's good to, this is actually happening because it's been almost happening for decades it's definitely <laughs> it much like awaited decades. definitely yeah. much awaited um, there's The Witches you see all, all, all the films that I'm coming out with are based on books well, apart from Beyond Time but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what a what a classy chap you are I know I am The Witches with Anne Hathaway oh yeah uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis um, Roald Dahl isn't it yeah Roald Dahl yes. um, do you, do you look, see the previous film I've seen the previous film. Uh, love, love the book. The, the film made it more lighthearted than the book was because the book was really dark, uh, mm. I have to say. So, uh, as most Roda books are. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, love the book. So, I can't wait to see uh, it on screen again. There is Dune again. Mm, November. The Frank Herbert uh, book. Uh, I Frank, started reading the other day. It, it yeah. is uh, quite an epic uh, as well. And. There, there are touches of uh, Christianity in it as well, Colin. Oh, jolly good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've only read the first chapter, but, ah. um, but I, I'll definitely read it before 20th of November when it comes <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, this this has quite a cast as well, and um, it's touted to be quite an epic, so looking forward to that one. And for those who want, there's Godzilla vs. Kong as well. Yeah, I've put that on my list. Um, I didn't watch either of the Godzilla films, and yeah. the, the, last, the most recent one apparently was terrible, uh, but still... Quite interested. <laughs> um, you got the the latest and indeed the allegedly final Daniel Craig Bond film, No Time to Die, um, which allegedly, 
allegedly. I did. I saw an interview with him. He's like, oh, they're asking like, why did you stick around? He's like, oh, I had more tales to tell. I was like, no, you stuck around because they paid you ridiculous amounts of money. Is <laughs> a uh, fairly clear. But I, I'm actually quite looking forward to that one, which I didn't think I would be. But the trailer I thought looked pretty good. Uh, Ryan Reynolds has got a comedy out called Free Guy. Um, in which he plays a a character within a video game who uh, basically realizes that he's in a video game. It feels like it's Wreck It Ralph, but live action. Okay. That kind of that kind of idea, or a Toy Story, perhaps some of that. Um, which is in the first of July. Uh, Christopher Nolan's next film, Tenet, uh, which was being well, the early talk was that it was a kind of a, a spy James Bond type thing, but now it seems that there's all sorts of time manipulation. Have you seen the trailer for that? No, I've not seen that yet. Um, so it shows kind of a bit investigating but you see kind of clips of cars collapsing backwards and bullets being fired backwards all sorts of stuff okay. well, who knows what's going on there I've got an off Christopher Nolan for a bit now so hopefully this one will change my mind again yeah like like you I I didn't like Interstellar I didn't like Dunkirk really um, so I'm hoping back to his old form mm. uh, of course the great Tom Cruise is back Top Gun Maverick <laughs> Very excited by that. Oh, Even though I didn't really like Top Gun that much. I didn't like it at all, man. No, well, I hope you're looking forward to an episode on it. Um, <laughs> uh, the Rock has been persuaded oh. to go back into the jungle for Jungle Cruise alongside Emily Blunt. I've no idea if that's going to be any good. The trailer Jake didn't look Whitehall, great for right? Was he in it? Yeah, yeah. Right. He'll be here. He's in it. There's some controversial because he's playing a flamboyant gay guy when he's oh, right. a flamboyant gay guy. Uh, oh, fair enough. Uh, it looks. I saw a thing that he said it was inspired by the African Queen. I think okay, you've moved a long way from the African Queen there. Um, well, Death on the Nile, which I guess I watch. Uh, I wasn't blown away by Murder in the Orient Express, but we're getting uh, the the follow up. Not really, uh, right? It's just Hercule Poirot. It is. You're right. You're right. There's, he'll he'll be the only consistent character, I imagine. Mm. Um, and a couple of horror films. I know I'm not a horror person, and neither are you. But I'm we've got quite, quite a place, quite a place too. Um, oh, I saw the trailer for that. Mm. Looks good. I love Family Blind and everything, though. So, yeah, and uh, so that's not really. I mean, it is horror, I guess, but it's more suspense thriller than it is uh, gore and jump scares and stuff. Well, actually, there'll, there'll be jump scares. Uh, but anyway, so I'll probably see that one. And Are you can see that one. Well, maybe. <laughs> and Last Night in Soho, which I don't know if I watch, but it's di- it's directed by Edgar Wright, who I love, but it is a straight up horror, which I don't. So. Uh, We'll see. Mm. Um, oh, I didn't mention Dark Waters, which is Mark Ruffalo's latest attempt to get an Oscar, um, which is January, and seems to be an almost exact re- retelling of uh, Aaron Brockovich, because <laughs> it's about him um, fighting against water polluters. Well, he won Julia Roberts' her Oscar. It did. Um, I don't think... He's, uh, he's certainly not been in the conversation or in the Golden Globe nomination, so I don't think it's going to happen this time. Yeah, well... Um, before I forget as well, um, it, it, there are quite a few musicals turning into films in 2020 as well. All right. Um, in the Heights by Lin-Manuel Miranda um, oh, will yes. be coming yeah. out in summer uh, 2020. Uh, I've not seen that before, but it's it's supposed to be really, really good. So looking forward to that. Everybody's talking about Jamie. That's a British musical that's out on in the West End right now about okay. a kid wanting to wear drag for prom. Um, so that will be coming out as well this year. And so will West Side Story, the Steven Spielberg remake. Of course, of course. Of West Side Story at the, at the end of the year. So um, with Ansel Elgott. So that should be good. I mean, 
given the panning that Cats has gotten, mm. the very, very bad panning, I, I'm looking forward to these these musicals. I, I love them uh, to, to begin with, rather than like Cats where I hated it. So, Yeah, I've not seen any of those apart from the film of West Side Story, but I, I do love a musical. I, Cats was a shame. Uh, I didn't see it. It was a really poor Christmas, actually, for films. It was. Uh, my, my family were here, and for the last couple of years, we've been to see a film on Boxing Day. But I was looking through the listings, and I'd already seen Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no way they'd want to see um, Star Wars. And basically, yeah, I was just like, it's cats. I like, I can't, we can't go and see cats. Well, there was Little Women, but since I hated Little Women, uh, the book, there was no way I was going to watch the film. But apparently, it's very good. Yeah, it's apparently very good. And uh, I before before we move on, I have to mention the animated films that comes out in... 2020. There are two original Pixar films, which is good because is that is that unprecedented? I'm gonna say that's unprecedented. It is unprecedented. So because it's go. been a while since um they've done an original film to begin with. The last one was um what was the last one? Coco film? probably was it Coco? Yeah, it was Coco. Cause after that it was Incredibles two. There was Toy Story four, um and Finding Dory was somewhere in there as well. So. Two original films coming out this year. Looking forward to both of them. Onward with Chris Pratt and Tom Holland as two elf brothers in a fantasy world. And mm. Soul, which I'm pretty sure is going to make me cry a lot. Mr. I must admit, um, I thought these were the same film for quite a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the trailers like, well, that's, a, that's covering a lot of different ground to last trailer. <laughs> so, there you go. Has Soul got a trailer? Maybe it was just Soul has a trailer now. So has yeah, a trailer. I, say, I thought I'd seen trailers for both of them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to cry a lot in Soul, though. Because that's about them finding a soul. Is that the idea? Yeah, I think uh, the guy the guy dies and goes to afterlife. So I'm pretty sure okay. it talks a lot about. Yeah. yeah. Like in Coco. Hmm. Like in Coco. It's all afterlife all the time these days. Hmm. Um, what I do find is so when we did this last year, the films we we're looking forward to. I think I made a bold claim that Men in Black International is going to be one of the great films of the year, which uh, did not prove correct. But a lot of these great films on Netflix, I had no idea they were coming until a few months ago. So things like Two Popes, Marriage Story, they, they weren't came, being talked about. Yeah, so um, it's in the way that Netflix is is chucking, is throwing out the the, uh, the usual order of things. Um, so who knows, the, the best films of the year may be not on this list uh, or may not even be heard of at this stage. Uh, if you had to pick one of these that you're most looking forward to, Zijan, other, other than the uh, superhero ones we've talked about, oh, it's difficult. It's difficult because mm. um, so I, you know, you know me and Pixar. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, and there are two of them to choose from as well. So I'm going to go to completely right, uh, different way, take and go for In the Heights. Okay. Mm. Uh, I only have for Bill and Ted. You know, uh, looking yeah. forward to Bill and Ted for a while. I'm surprised that what you haven't mentioned, Zijan, is uh, the, the latest in Disney's um, mad attempt to make uh, live-action versions of all their films, uh, making Mulan. Yeah, I was going to mention that, but then I saw the trailers and I didn't like it. So <laughs> you, you, di- you didn't like because I I've, I've put it down for we're going to do an episode on it, but there's no way I'm going to watch it unless you make me. So if you don't want to do it, watch it. Let's let's not. Watch I mean, it. make you watch the Pixar films instead, though. Okay, fine. I can do that. Yes. <laughs> Um, tell you what, let's let's throw up the order a little bit because you know I'm feeling a bit maverick with a new year. It's Top Gun Maverick year, and I'm and it's and it's Colin Maverick year. Um, since you mentioned West Side Story, let's skip to uh, what? I know this. I know this, n- this doesn't make sense. It. Why aren't we talking about 2019 yet? We, we just we will we will. Don't worry. I'm just I'm just playing with the, playing with the orders, Ejen. People are going to leave our podcast in droves. They're going to be excited by the uh, by the by the changes. 
uh, <laughs> let's talk about um, West Side Story since we did our we do our uh, our regular segment look back in Oscar where we look watch a an Oscar winning or best picture Oscar winning film of, of years gone by. West Side um, Story won many Oscars. Which Oscars did it win? It won ten out of the eleven nominations. Did it really? It Goodness did. me. That's a lot of Oscars. It's a lot of Oscars. It won, including uh, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress. Uh, clearly, it wasn't nominated for Best Actor and Best Actress. No, okay. Uh, in that, and yeah, among others. <laughs> and presumably lots of singing ones. Lots of singing ones, uh, yeah. So did you rewatch this? Uh, I rewatched the the, the the songs bit. Okay, mm. okay. Uh, I rewatched this uh, a couple of days ago. So I'd watched it for the first time maybe a couple of years ago. So it's fairly, fairly recent. I saw it the first time. So West Side Story is one of those musicals that people think that they do not know many of the songs in it, but they actually do. Yeah, that's probably fair. Hmm. Yeah, because I think when I knew America was in it. Yes, that's what everyone keeps uh, thinking. Oh, they know America. Yeah. But um, uh, I was playing board games with someone recently, and then they said, "Oh, West Side Story." I think I only know America, and then I start mentioning all the songs from it, and surprisingly. There's many, many popular songs from yeah, it. I feel pretty, which apparently has been cut from the the remake. Uh, mm. Mm. Yeah, it's not. Uh, so Stephen Sondheim, the guy who wrote the lyrics for mm. West Side Story, didn't really like "I Feel Pretty." Okay. Yeah, so yeah. maybe that's the reason why it was cut. Uh, somewhere. Ah uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, tonight, tonight. Yeah. Uh, Officer Krupke. Officer Krupke, the Jet song. Yeah. Um. Very good songs. Very good songs. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant songs. Uh, and and great performances. The uh, for the I, I was reading for a little bit about this. They they changed the order around compared to the stage musical apparently uh, of the songs and put some of them before uh, key events. I probably don't need to be worried about spoilers of a film that's no uh, well, decades old. Ad was based on Romeo and Juliet, especially yes, um, because it's based off Romeo and Juliet. Yes. Uh, so yes, the first things that uh, before the the death of whatever Tybalt was caught in this. Um, what's the name of the uh, of her brother? Bernardo? Bernardo. In fact, I, having watched this the first time, I, because I, I know Romeo and Juliet relatively well, mm-hmm. I hadn't realised that West Side Story had a different ending uh, oh. in that Juliet... Survived. Uh, survives, obviously, Maria. Uh, but it made me cry uh, both times I watched it. It's a, it is. It's a beautiful film. And it's quite... I mean, it's long, but it rushes by. It is. It's very sad. I know it's based off Romeo and Juliet, but I still never understood Maria's... Um, motivation to want to be with Tony so much especially since he killed her brother yeah but look at him look at his hair <laughs> and he's got a good job shifting boxes in a pub so you know it's a, yeah what girl, wouldn't, what girl wouldn't fall for that uh it's from a racial point of view it's interesting I think because obviously the, the plot line is about racial uh prejudice and and, and gangs uh, and it's the whites um, the Americans and Puerto Rican yeah, exactly. Uh, and they they learn to set those differences aside in tragic circumstances. Um, but Natalie Wood of Play Maria yes, uh, is in... Caucasian, um, yeah, or was, uh, which is something they're remedying for the remake. But also, I did feel that uh, sometimes it wasn't clear what race they were supposed to be because they um, because they look quite tanned. They look quite tanned. Um, I I did like the fact that basically all the I always forget which ones which the Caucasians um, the Jets almost all of them were, the Jets thank you almost all of them were blonde just to uh, just to uh, highlight the part that they're yeah. Caucasian and blonde people just don't look that scary uh, <laughs> <laughs> I say this as a former blonde um, as are you albeit uh, not quite so naturally very briefly uh, very briefly 
it's it's amazing how well it works in terms of they're all doing ballet and yet they're still quite uh, intimidating, I suppose. Yeah, well, yeah, they have to do that, right? It's a musical after all. It's, a, across, it's yeah. a musical first and foremost. Do you know if the new one's set in the same time period or whether it's a modern update? Oh, you know? uh, the new one? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Because... I do because the whole point of West Side Story is like it's a modern retelling of Romeo and Juliet. And yes. I wonder if you lose some of that if you then set it in whatever it's the sixties. I'm um, trying to think if any some of the songs may not work if uh, it's set in the modern period. Whether any of uh, them would work? I don't know. They mm. don't mention iPhones, but I'm not sure there's a. I think yes. it'd be alright. Yeah. Isn't are there any references to whoever the president was, JFK? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Well, who no. knows? Uh, and the, I mean the, the, the themes of uh, immigrants to the United States being accepted by the by yes, natives are still uh, remain topical. So. Yes, that's true. Probably why Steven Spielberg decided to remake it. I guess so. I guess so. Um, great film. Great film. the The bit I find t- difficult, most difficult to stomach is where Bernardo's. Um, it's not a widow because I don't think they're married. But uh, Anita. Anita. Um, where she goes to find Tony. And yeah, she got the, harassed in the... Well, they, they basically threatened to rape her. Yeah, um, they did. Which I thought was... I mean, you need something big at that point, I suppose, to make her do what she does when she says that um, she Maria's been shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that felt possibly out of character even for those people. Uh, mm. would you, would you say, where, where would you rank this, or approximately where would you rank this in your, in your favourite film musicals? Is it up near the top or is it... It's uh, up there in the top. It's like it's one of those films when I was younger, I didn't really appreciate it because sometimes lyrics are not very, you know, friendly to new New Year's. I would say. The, okay. But the more I listened to it, the more I I got what he was trying to say, and I, I, it's up there now. It's up there with one of my favorite musicals of all time. I've not seen it yet though on stage, which I'm quite sad. Oh uh, yeah. Hmm. Presumably, it's the kind of thing that's still done quite a lot. Yeah, mm. it is. It's very popular. I think yeah. they're doing one in Manchester now, um, but instead of Puerto Ricans, they're replacing them with uh, blacks. Liverpoolians. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't always love Sondheim. I must say, I, um, I was singing Into the Woods and I didn't really like the songs in that much, mm. um, most of them, but a lot of them just don't have much of a tune, uh, or at least not. Yes, that's that's uh, his... Uh, which is his style, isn't it? His but, style, uh, yeah. But what's that first song? When you're a jet, you're a jet. I'm not sure what that's called, but uh, the, that works really well, and that's kind of a um, great rhyme schemes in it. Yeah. Uh, great. We will be doing more Oscar um, Oscar films in uh, future two episodes time. Yep. Uh, we haven't decided that one yet. I think I've got a few options for you, Zizia. Okay. We'll discuss that uh, in the next podcast. In the next podcast. Um, let's let's get to it. Let's get to the to the 2019 uh, review. Uh, which you've been dying for. And you know what that means, Ejan? You what? know what that means? What does that mean? Uh, it means it's the annual C to Z Awards. Hey! I, I, I always look, I like this a lot. I was a bit uh, sceptical at the beginning, but you've yes. convinced me. These are really good, Colin. You put so much effort into this. I Thank you, man. I do put a lot of work into this. Um, uh, and it's one of the reasons it's one of my favourite episodes. So without further ado, there are 10 awards. There are some returning awards that you'll yes. uh, you'll recognise and love. There are some new awards. Ah, uh, is this the Anna Kendrick Award? The Anna Kendrick Award is in there. Oh, that's yes. my favourite award. Yes, it's a good award. Um, fine. So the first uh, award is uh, for the most pointless comeback. <laughs> uh, 
Um, in third place, we have uh, Emma Thompson playing Agent O in Men in Black International. Um, <laughs> it requires you to remember that she was in Men in Black 3. Um, and also, <laughs> what a terrible film. Uh, in second place, it's uh, Bebe Neuwirth, um, who plays Nora in Jumanji The Next Level. Um, which requires you to know that she played Nora in the first ever Jumanji film, which Ooh, I had Nora? to look up. Nora is a friend of the family in the first uh, Jumanji, and she owns the the like coffee place. Oh, in um, which did she appear in the those, first film? She appeared in the first film. <laughs> for all those hardcore Jumanji fans wow. who know the extensive cast, they'll be delighted. Um, the rest was not so much. Um, but the award for the most pointless comeback goes to the Lion King. Um, in its entirety, what was the point of that? I agree with that totally. Usually, I hate it. I hate it when you pan my Disney films, but yes, honestly, this time round, it's well deserved. Yeah, I mean, it looks amazing. Let's let's give them credit for that. But yeah, pointless. Uh, the second award, a new award. Um, in fact, so was that one um, is the best film named after a song. Um, now it includes. There are six uh, nominees in this, two of which I haven't seen, okay. so um, I'm a f- I can't really give them the award. So Lucy in the Sky and Last Christmas yep. uh, come in as uh, a joint last. Uh, next we have Yesterday, mm-hmm. um, the film about the Beatles not existing. Uh, next up, Thunder Road, which is uh, both named after a Bruce Springsteen song, is on Netflix uh, as we speak and is not bad. Uh, another Bruce Springsteen song in, in second place is Blinded by the Light, which I recommend. It's uh, I think I talked about it in To See or Not To Z back in the, back in the day. Uh, but the winner by a country mile is uh, Rocket Man. Good film. Uh, good great film named after an Elton John song. Based upon the life of Elton John. Exactly, exactly. Surprise. Uh, <laughs> spoilers for Rocket Man, it's about Elton John. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, the third award, which is a, a, a comeback award from previous years. Uh, it's the Huntsman Winter's War Award for a film that no one wanted to see. Um, it's been a few years and I've still given a kicking to the Huntsman Winter's War. <laughs> um, I just don't understand why they made that film. Um, in third place, I must admit, this is cheating a bit because I'd never heard of this film until I was just looking up films that were in 2019. Um, it's called Arctic Dogs. It's also called Arctic Justice. And it's also called Polar Squad. Uh, it was a cartoon about. Uh, oh, I've dogs. seen the poster on it in the cinema. Uh, okay, uh, one of them's voiced by Jeremy Renner. Exactly what you want. It did remarkably badly. Um, turns out no one wanted this film, even with its three different titles and its cute posters of dogs. Uh, second place, another bomb is Playmobil the movie. Um, <laughs> do, do you know what Playmobil is? It's like Lego, isn't it? It's kind of like Lego. Um, except no one cares about it. Uh, but the winner for the Huntsman Winter's War Award from the film no one wanted to see, um, it's X-Men The New Mutants. Uh, people didn't want to see this film so much that they got moved out of the year. <laughs> um, I'm expecting that one to make an appearance next year. <laughs> when it gets pushed again. Yep. <laughs> yeah, this is every year. That'll be a... uh, okay, the fourth award is uh, it's, a, it's another returning award, um, and I'm inviting you, Zijan, to get involved in this one as well. Yes, so wait, this, uh, audience participation. Yes, it's um, it's the best film I didn't get around to seeing. Ah. Um, f- harder to choose this time because I actually I finished off the year seeing quite a few films I wanted to see. But um, uh, Judy gets third place for me. Oh, you've not seen uh, that? Wow, that's a good film. Yeah, more for the performance than uh, the film, probably. Um, second place is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, yep. which 
looked like it could be very interesting. Um, and the winner, controversially perhaps, is Aladdin. Really? Um, I'm hearing good things about Aladdin, mostly. Did you want to see that? Well, I'll watch it on Disney Plus season, I think. But um, uh, I, I was kind of in two minds, and I just never got around to it. It's not great. Uh, do you have a suggestion for... No? Oh, fair enough. No. Uh, do you have a suggestion for a film that you never didn't get around to seeing that you want to do? So, yeah, I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's one of them. I haven't mm. seen uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And I'm yep. pretty sure I'm going to watch Little Women tomorrow. So, that... Okay. <laughs> I know you hate that. Well, the, well, that came out... To... No, it did come out last year, you're right. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. But I like Greta Gerwig, and I like Shersha Ronan. So, I'm watching that because of them, and because of reviews. Yes. Yeah. Have you watched Marriage Story? I've not watched Marriage Story. I mean, watch that tomorrow as well. It's one of watch the other. Story. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Uh, okay, the fifth award is for um, the weirdest rewriting of actual historical deaths, um, which I, I don't think will be making a comeback in any future years. But, uh, third place goes to At Eternity's Gate, uh, which is a biopic of, well, not full biopic, but it tells um, the story of Van Gogh. As played by Willem Dafoe, uh, and in this film he didn't kill himself. Uh, he was killed by some uh, children who were playing cowboys and Indians. Okay, um, of course, which could be true, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, that's why it's in third. Uh, second place goes to Yesterday, uh, in which John Lennon was not killed, and so he rocks up uh, in a unexpected cameo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the winner goes to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, spoilers for this film. Uh, but you don't see it. I haven't seen it, but I've read the plot line. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, in which Sharon Tate was not killed. So there you go. It's a bit of a weird theme this year. It is. Uh, are you ready for your favourite award of the year? Yes. Oh, come uh, on, Anna Kendrick. It's the Anna Kendrick You Should Fire Your Agent Award. Uh, the What's runner-up for this um, is absolutely everyone involved in Cats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How is that the runner-up as well? Well, I thought it probably would be the winner, but then um, there have been a number of uh, of box office bombs this year. Um, some of them deserve to be, some not. Uh, three films that um, are in some of the biggest bombs of the year are The Kid Who Would Be King, uh, Men in Black International, and Doctor Sleep, the, the Shining sequel, and they all feature Rebecca Ferguson. Um, so, Rebecca Ferguson is the winner of the Anna Kendrick You Should Fire Your Agent Award. Congratulations, Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, it's a shame. It's, I guess that's the point of the award. Mm. Um because she's great and she's done some good stuff. Uh, are you ready to get meta? Yes. Uh, the seventh award is the film whose title describes how likely they are to win this award. Um, do you get that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in last place uh, yeah. is Long Shot. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, in second place is the favourite. Yeah. Um, but amazingly, the first place is the front runner. Oh, of um, course. I. Did that work? That oh, as I wrote this, I want I like to try that. if this works. I like yeah? this. Cool. I like how much effort you put into this, Colin. I really do appreciate it. <laughs> I say, the, the amount of effort I put into this section is more than the entire podcast the rest of the year. That's yeah, <laughs> true. That is very true. Uh, this next award is Best Redhead. Uh, there's no jokes here. This is just indulging me. Um, the uh, third place goes to Emma Stone for Zombieland Double Tap slash The Favourite. Uh, second place goes to Scott Johansson for Avengers Endgame, but the winner is Karen Gillan for Jumanji The Next Level. Uh, I, uh, I, I, did, I did watch Jumanji The Next Level uh, on my holidays as well, and it was so good. Oh, yes. I love it. Mm. And I love Karen Gillan. Um, so you love Jumanji by default? By default, exactly. It's it, I didn't love the sequel, actually. Uh, I thought it was fine. I, I liked the first one a lot more, yeah. or at least the first of this lot um, but that was the best redhead award well done Karen uh, it moves me on though to the, uh, the the penultimate award which is the worst redhead 
Um, third place, it goes to Margot Robbie in Mary Queen of Scots uh, for her weird ginger wig. Yep. Um, second place is Alexander Skarsgård for It Chapter 2. Um, <laughs> for his for, ginger wig. For his ginger wig. Uh, but controversially, the winner of the Worst Redhead Award goes to Zendaya uh, for Spider-Man Far From Home. For not having a ginger wig. For not having a ginger wig. <laughs> uh, not having red hair. She was so bad at being a redhead. Uh, I hope you forgive me for that as I move on to the final award of the Cedar Set of Movies uh, Awards of the Year, uh, which is for Best Solo Work. Um, in third place is Adam Driver for playing Ben Solo. <laughs> see, just, see what I've done there? Yep, yep. See what I've done there? Uh, second place goes to Harrison Ford for his uh, his cameo as Han Solo. Oh, um, he is. So Han, Harrison Ford is ahead of Adam Driver. Interesting. He is. Yeah, uh, I was just excited to see him on screen. Um, but the winner uh, for 2019, the best solo work, uh, ZJ, that's you uh, for your solo podcast on Shazam. Uh, congratulations on your... Thank you uh, so much. Thank you so much. Uh, I would win. like to thank my agent. Oh, yes. For whom Who this is? podcast would not be available without him. Am I your agent? Just to be... Yeah, you are. Just to be clear. Great. Yeah. Okay, well, I get I get 15% of that award. You get my name. I, lovely. Well, there you go. Um, those are the Cedars of Movies Awards. Uh, what a lot of fun we had. Always fun. Um, always fun. You always keep me surprised with that, Colin. Well there's, there's, there's surprises along the way. Well done. Yeah. Uh, thanks, man. Uh, we move on then to... The quiz. So before, we, before we do the quiz, um, we, let me ask you, Tijan, we're doing mm. Actor Factor yes. uh, next time. Do you have an actor for Actor Factor? I do, but I can't remember whether we've done him before. Okay. But we're going to do Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I don't think we've done Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Who is now more an actor than he is a wrestler. To be fair, he is now. He's a proper celebrity. He's he's t- he's one of the highest paid actors in the world, isn't he? He is, yeah. I will call him an actor now. I, I can forget about his wrestling past. Hmm. I don't... I'm, I'm not a wrestling fan by any means, so I always get confused when people make references to... Is it to the people's elbow? I have no um, idea what that means. Are, are you smelling what the rock's cooking? I think that's a thing. I really don't know what you're talking about. There you go. Well, I clearly know more about wrestling than you, but but less than everyone else. Uh, we move on, then, as you say, to the quiz, the first quiz of the year. Who can forget, Zijan, the uh, the four victories I have so far uh, in the annual? <laughs> They're getting closer, though. They're getting, oh, last, it was down to the last question last time, wasn't it? They're getting much closer, though. Um, you you didn't listen to our last episode, so you won't know that James beat me yet again in the Star Wars quiz. I do. I did tell you, right, Colin, that our guest, you know, guest podcast uh, people should mm-hmm. represent me. And I seem to remember saying that we were absolutely not doing that. <laughs> I, Why? Don't, I, don't know, should... I don't know if James is listening to this, but yeah. um, the last question he asked me was to name the the. The, the name of the piece of music that was playing in a particular scene in uh, in, <laughs> in The Empire Strikes Back. That's a difficult question, right? It's... That is tough. Uh, right. So our quiz is on um, Andrew Lloyd Webber musical adaptations. Yes. Uh, why don't you kick us off for the New Year's, Adrian? Question one. Andrew Lloyd Webber won an Academy Award for Best Song in Avita for You Must Love Me. Who did he share this with? Uh... Hmm. I'm going to kick myself because I'm sure I did read this. Um, I don't know. So I'm going to say Tim Rice. It is Tim Rice. It is. All right. Okay. I know they did a lot of stuff together. But yeah. I think... um, which English Lord co-wrote Jesus Christ Superstar? Well, I think he's English. He's definitely British. Anyway. That's interesting. Is he definitely an English Lord? He's, he's, well, he's definitely British. I think he's English. Uh, and he's a Lord. 
I don't know if he was a lord at the time. Oh, wow. No, I don't know this at all. This is... Uh, we're going to go with Cameron McIntosh. Uh, it's Melvin Bragg. No, no idea. Who I no idea of co-writes up. He's better known as a radio presenter. Mm. Uh, question two. Who played the role of Christine Daae in The Phantom of the Opera? Uh, was that... No, I saw this. I saw this film. Um, it's not very good. Just because you hate Gerard Butler. I do hate Gerard Butler. The answer uh, isn't Gerard Butler, though. No. I, I'm trying to th- I, Yeah, because Minnie Driver was in it, but I don't think she played that role. But I can't think of anyone else, so I'm going to have to say Minnie Driver. No, Minnie Driver played Carlotta. So Christine mm. Dye is the main uh, actress, yeah. uh, main character. And she's played by Amy Rossum. Fair enough. Um, in Jesus Christ Superstar, complete the lines from Herod's song. Uh, Prove to me that you're no fool. Walk across my... Ah... Uh. That's a good question because I always come up with lyric, lyrics questions for mm. you, Colin. But Jesus Christ Superstar is probably my weakest Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. I think this is, is guessable from the context. Go on again. Sorry. Prove to me that you're no fool. Walk across my... <laughs> uh, pool. I'll give you that. It's swimming pool, but I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, I was going to say swimming pool as well, but I was thinking, why why would there be a swimming pool in Jesus Christ Superstar? Mm. Yeah, they, they took some liberties with the... Uh, the text. <laughs> uh, question three in the film Cats, which cat was ultimately chosen to go to the Heaviside Lair? So what? <laughs> so yeah, that's, in, the, that's the afterlife, is it? That's the afterlife, yeah. Um, do you need, you need the name of the cat, dear? Preferably, um, I may be okay. more lenient because it's the new year, but it depends on how well you do in this quiz. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not, I don't know anyway, so I'm going to say the um, Bomberina. Uh, yeah, at least you know a cat name. Yes. It's uh, Grisabella, the Is old cat who sings Memory. Uh, yeah. Um, which classically trained soprano had to drop out of playing Christine in Phantom of the Opera because of a contractual obligation to do a Disney sequel? That's Anne Hathaway for Princess yeah. Diaries. Very good. Yeah. Uh, question four. Which song from Jesus Christ Superstar had an original title of Kansas Morning? Kansas Morning? Yeah, morning as in M-O-R-N-I-N-G, not M-O-U-R. All right, okay. Uh, well, the only other song I know the name of from this film is Herod's Song, and I'm confident it's not that, so I'm going to say, uh, uh, How Should I Love Him? <sighs> I want to give this... It, t- uh, yeah, now, re- remember how generous I was about your... Fine, fine, <laughs> fine. You get this. It's I don't know how to love him. It's a, I, I know what you're talking about. You're generous. You're a generous man. Um, Remember this? By the end of the year, when you're beating me by one quiz <laughs> question. Uh, who directed Evita and also appeared in it as Tormented Film Director? Uh, Alan Parker. It is Alan Parker, yes. And my final question for you, Colin, is what did Madonna do in the film Evita 86 times to be entered in the Guinness Book of Records in 1996? Oh, that's a great question. I know. Um... I've got no idea, but let's see. Uh, I've not seen this film. What would you do 86 times? That um, Ooh, uh, change clothing. That is correct. Most costume changes in a film. Uh, okay, right. Come, so it's three all with just this one question left uh, for you. What is the name of the cat played by Sir Ian McKellen in Cats? Uh, that's Gus the Theatre Cat. Gus the Theatre Cat. It's, he's, off, he's off to a winning start. Wait, finally. I think this is my first time winning the, the quiz of the year. The, the first quiz the of fir- the year. It's the first time you've ever been ahead. Yes, the- I know. <laughs>
May this well, continue on. How exciting. Uh, next time, we'll we be quizzing on uh, Bill and Ted, which I don't think we've done before. The two, um, show, the two films. Two films. Oh, and feel free to throw in questions about the upcoming one if there's anything we know about it mm-hmm. um, so far. Uh, I've already told our listeners, but in case they've forgotten ZGM, what is our topic for next time? Bombshell, apparently. <laughs> Bombshell, apparently. Looking forward <laughs> to it. Bye.